Hey folks, I have really enjoyed talking to a load of business owners recently who've, some of whom had to actually shut down because of COVID. And this afternoon, I'm gonna be talking to Sally Green who hasn't had to shut down, but is busy advising a load of businesses on what they need to do to market themselves. Um, Sally comes from a, a huge corporate marketing background, which she now applies as well to, to small and, and medium-sized businesses. I've known Sally for a couple of years since meeting her at, at a networking event at Four Networking in Oxford. Um, always enjoy Sally's company and I'll bring her on screen right now. Hey, and welcome to the Networking Retreat Audio Show with advice, hints and tips on business and networking. Presented by your host, author of Business Networking for Dummies, Stefan Thomas. Only 15 miles away in Oxford. Hi, Sally. Hi, it's really nice to see you. Thank you for inviting me. And as you say, only 15 miles away, but it could be the moon and back in this environment. None, none of the people watching or listening have seen any of the technical issues that we had before I pressed record to get this working when the string is only 15 miles long. Um, <laughs> so let's gloss over that and pretend that it's all as seamless as everyone's looking at. Um, I so you 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 you've got this big corporate marketing background, and you understand marketing in a a strategic way that that I often don't think that that I do. You've been able to help me with strategy in the past. Tell us a little bit just about that and about what it is that you do. Um, I come, as, as you say, I come from a big corporate back background where I was an international marketing director. So I was managing a team and making sure that they were reaching deadlines and goals and running a strategy and keeping plans and tactics on track. And actually, one of the most important things that I think people forget marketing does is it breaks silos. So I spent a lot of my time speaking to sales, operations. I worked in publishing, so editorial, to make sure that we're all going in the same direction. And I think that skill is something that small businesses sometimes forget. And the smaller the business gets, the more they forget it. And it's very often I come across clients that I'm working with who will be running ad hoc marketing campaigns because they think it might be a good idea occasionally. So it's not deeply embedded in their business and advising the way their business is working. And that's a very dangerous thing to do because it's the best way to waste money is to run little ad hoc marketing campaigns because you think it might be a good idea. And it breaks my heart to watch that. I often wonder if that's because and I, I know you and I have talked about this when when we've met up when we're not being recorded but I often wonder if that's because whenever a small business turns up on Facebook or LinkedIn or at a networking event they are bombarded with with what they should be buying um someone will tell them they should be buying social media advertising someone will be telling them they should be buying email marketing and I I sometimes find that small businesses tend to start at buying something investing in the tools without working out what they what they want to achieve from them is is that sort of what what you come across as well that's exactly right and that's the that's the mistake that i try and stop people making because one of the things you need to do is set your goals before you start doing any marketing what is your marketing for what are your goals what are you trying to achieve and by when and then actually start looking at your business and understanding how it's going to work so if you do set up a marketing campaign somehow 
where are the leads going to do going to go where what are you going to do with them when you've got them because a lot of people will suddenly say expect loads of leads to come in and i'll say brilliant how are you going to tag them in your crm and i'll get a slightly blank face and people will say oh I haven't got a CRM yet. And so what I try and get people to do is to set a strategy properly. You've got to have the foundation right. So you've got to have a CRM sitting there waiting for leads. You've got to know what your sales processes are going to be to make sure that you can guide potential leads down the funnel so they actually find the till at the bottom and want and are able to buy. And it's that it's, it's kind of not sexy. So it's not fluffy and exciting and, oh, and all very exciting and out there. It's these really fundamental building blocks, though, that I think small businesses fail to put at the base of their, of their, at the top of their funnel. So it gets ugly and messy and they, and their ROI is sometimes tragic. Why is it? Because I guess big businesses started as small businesses, I guess. So why do you think it is that, that, that small businesses ignore that or don't know it? Very few people that start a new, new business put marketing at the front of the queue because they've had a really good idea or they've invented a widget and that's what matters. And they've started looking at their customers and that's terrific. And they've done that through referral or however they've done that. But marketing always takes the back step until they think, oh, Actually, I need more people to buy this. Oh, quick, what can I do quickly to fill that gap? What they don't do is do proper market research at the very beginning of their business and say, right, we want the, our goals are we want to have sold this many by this date and we're going to do it like this. I'm, I'm always very surprised if, if these people were going to go out and buy a car, you can bet your life that they would probably have gone online, read all about the car, asked their friends about the car, found, found some financing to do that. They would have done absolute research. But it's really amazing when people suddenly start a business without working out what the important building blocks are for it. And marketing tends to be the last one people find. Is that, is that to do with budget? Do people think that they don't need to spend the money on it? Do you think, I'm, I'm trying to, I guess I'm trying to get to the bottom of why it finds itself at the back of the queue. I, I, I think I probably know the answers, but for the benefit of those people listening or, or watching, do you think it's because people think they've got to spend a ton of money or, 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 or do they naively think that when they... Um, the expression is build it and they will come. You know, people have been convinced that as long as you build something good, then then people will turn up for it. People will buy it. But you and I know it's not as simple as that. Do, do people think they're going to have both to of those things? Yeah. OK. It's yeah. both of those things. People do think build it and they will come. And they're right. A few people will come, but it's not scalable. Um, and people do. Well, they actually the problem is that they don't think it's going to cost a lot. They actually have no idea what it costs. Most people really haven't got the faintest idea how much a marketing campaign is going to cost. It's an, it, and then when you tell them, they'll go, oh, that's a lot. Do I really need to spend that much? Because it's something that's a, it's an afterthought. So I think you've, it's both of those things. And, they, and work, those things working together doesn't help. It does, also doesn't help that people get, as you said earlier, get offered a lot of things. Get this free advertising campaign trial with... Google Workspace, have this free advertising with LinkedIn for one month. And they get lots of offers, 
And then they think, oh, see, it doesn't cost lots. I can do it all with these offers. And actually, if you want to embed it properly and make it work and measure it and make sure you're doing it um but the best way for your brand, actually, you need to actually invest in your marketing. You have to spend money. You have to spend to accumulate. And that's time as well, as, as well as the money that people need to invest. You, you, you know my stuff. I talk about people putting actual personal effort into things like their social media. So it, yep. it, it, it should be something that people factor into their first year and onwards oh they absolutely you know in, in terms of both both money and time oh not absolutely and to be honest marketing is now it used to be you could get one marketer who could do a bit of everything it used to be like that once upon a time when i first started many many years ago one marketer could do everything now that's not the case there are it's it's there are so many different types of marketing there's digital marketing video content you've got to do some analytics you need to do some analysis it's a much more multifaceted role now so not only would you, do you need to invest time and money but part of that budget should be finding other people to do it for you and actually spending money to get people to do it well because a that'll maintain your brand what you don't want is a few tatty ads to go out because you've been doing it yourself and you're never quite sure how to make your camera work um, you need someone to do it properly for you because they do it properly they know what they're doing and they're going to get more returns for you you will get more leads from a well done paid for marketing campaign than you will from something you did on a sunday afternoon when you had a bit of time so it's more important than anything to spend money on people I, I think some people are going to say a lot of people. I don't know whether I mean some or a lot, but a lot of people do do treat their businesses like that. That the actual marketing of it is it is yeah something that they just do on a Sunday afternoon if they've got time. But w when you've said it used to be that one person could do a lot of things, it, it strikes me that if you build a house, you need a bricklayer and an electrician and a plumber and a joiner and plasterers and decorators and ground workers and you yep. pro you probably need someone to manage all of that process because you don't know how to build a house certainly i don't yep. and it, it, it strikes me that you sort of need that approach to it now if you're trying to build a business that you maybe maybe you become the the, the manager the project manager your, yourself but you need to bring all of these other skills in to build it as well as the skill that you've got I'm not sure if that analogy works, but it, it works. For no, me. that works perfectly. You also need to learn from these people about what what does and doesn't work, because they might come to your business and say, oh, I worked with someone just like this last week and they found that actually you need to start packaging widgets in groups of 10 because that works much better than selling them singly. And I've got evidence of that because I was working with this client and they found that that worked very well. And you need to ha really have your listening ears on because one of the things people forget is that marketing does two things. It shouts at the audience, but it doesn't shout. It communicates elegantly to the audience to encourage them to the to come into your sales funnel. But it also listens to the customers. That's, that's a really big thing that marketing should be doing all the time is listening what your customers are saying about your product and about how they like to buy what they think about your website if they're doing proper content marketing what how they're responding to your content and you really need to listen to what marketing says back to you when they say 
yes, we're getting a lot of good feedback to your widgets, but they really, really, a lot of them are saying they want it to be pink. And that's what marketing do. They shout and they listen. And you need to listen to both halves of marketing to make sure you're getting the most of it. And right now, because I'm obviously I'm thinking about this a lot because the world changed um, just over a year ago. We're recording this on March the 18th. So the world changed in England on March the 16th last year. And it feels as though it's about to change again or change back again as we start to, to head out of lockdown. So that has set me thinking about, I've been thinking for, for, for ages, but putting into action now a load of the things that I need to do for when people go back to running conferences and so on. What, what should people be doing right now? Because it's not just bricks and mortar businesses which will be opening up again. It, it strikes me that the whole of the country is sort of waiting to to get back to normal again. What, what sort of things should be businesses be doing in the background? I think that's exactly right. And I think now is the time to do some of those fundamentals, which sometimes get lost. You need to go back to your goals that you set, possibly with your business plan, and make sure they still are your goals. Make sure that your marketing, whoever's doing your marketing, be that you or a team of people, know and recognise what those goals are and how much money you're expecting to make. Because it kind of means a lot that people, if, it's a, if you're expecting to make another million this year, your marketing team need to know that they've got to ramp up their effects. You need to do um, some of the real basics, which is a swap. You really, really need to go and look at your strengths, your weaknesses, the opportunities and the threats. And that's not just outside your business when they are key, but you need to look at the, the all of those things inside your business. So do you have in within your business um, good sales funnels? Do you have a CRM that works? Are you confident that the warehouse can manage the volume of widgets that you're going to sell? Do they understand how to get them out of the door and back in again when they when the new stock comes in? Uh, are you threatened by a new competitor about to arrive? Now is the time to put in place really solid SWATs and relate those SWATs to your marketing campaigns. It's also the time to get, I hope that you've all got a marketing strategy, although I do know that 50% of businesses don't have one at all, um, either make or get out of the bottom drawer your marketing strategy and look at it again and make sure that it's still fit for purpose. What you can't do and what's really dangerous to do is think, oh, well, worked last year, be all right, we'll just do a bit more of that. Even if it worked really well last year, the world has changed fundamentally and your customers are now very different people. And you have to reach out, listen to those customers and make sure that your campaign, that your marketing strategy still suits those customers. And so these are all the things you must think about before you start again. Don't just think, oh, well, I can just carry on where I dropped off before because too much has changed. I think. Yeah, too much has changed, and a lot of people have. It, my um, my business plan for this year, I, I, I looked at it um, either yesterday or this morning when I was um, talking to someone else. But my business plan for this year faced the the very real um, reality of a threat that that I got COVID, so had to take almost a month out of the business. Um, and for an owner driver, of course, that meant that we then have to look at everything else and 
pushing everything back a month and 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 so on and so forth um one of the cleverest things that that i ever did was actually think about what because I'm, you know my business is is broadly speaking me i've got two business partners but i'm the pretty much the the the, 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 the driver of it all a few years ago i looked at what were the potential threats which could take me out of the business for a period of time and what we needed to do to mitigate those and i i think for a lot of the, the type of businesses that I work with, a lot of the businesses that we work in the networking world, they sometimes don't think about that, do they? What's going to happen if you're yeah. not there for a few weeks? Yeah, that's a really good point. And this is why another thing people don't tend to do is share their strategy. They'll write it and they'll think, brilliant, I'll just put it over here on my desk, which is where it belongs. And that's a big mistake. What you should be doing is develop your strategy. To start with, you shouldn't be developing it on your own anyway, but people do. Try and develop it with your team so that so it's embedded in your team. But then keep sharing it. Show people, say, look, this is what's going to happen in marketing this year because you'd be surprised how helpful people can be and it's and if you get people come back saying particularly operations actually operations might come back to you and say oh, i can see you're doing this big campaign in june trouble is in june most of the staff are on holiday so actually there'll be nobody to fulfill any of the orders so why don't we push it forward or pull it back or put it somewhere more sensible. You'd be surprised how big holes can be filled if you just share your strategy with people. And my biggest piece of advice, which absolutely everybody who's listening to this must do, they must sit down for at least an hour and a half with whoever runs their finance and their budgeting and go through the strategy with finance. Because finance, scary though they are, um, are probably the most helpful people you can imagine when you're looking at a marketing strategy. To start with, they'll make sure that all your goals are feasible, that you're setting milestones in the right place, that your ROIs are going to work, and they are so incredibly helpful. So please, please, please share it with finance. And that's something that almost all businesses forget. I've I've done a load of work in retail and. A conversation that I had mm, 10 years ago, maybe even longer than that, was that in I, I was doing um, some, some, some work for a, a major fashion retailer and the, the marketing department and the directors knew exactly what was coming up. The people who the customers actually saw when the customer would wander into a store on a Saturday afternoon, those members of the team didn't know what was coming up and it struck me that 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 was a bit of an oversight really because for all of the good yep. work that for all of the good work that was put in here if a customer walks in on a Saturday afternoon and, and this person just doesn't know then yep. all, all of that work to actually get the customer to walk through the door was was pretty utterly wasted and yeah. and it, it probably wouldn't surprise you it surprised me at the time that the marketing team in that organization hadn't thought that through that what we really needed to be doing was communicating this to the person who just works on a saturday afternoon it, yep. it, at least as forcefully as we were communicating it to to the board of directors because it was actually yes, those that's guys exactly. that were talking to the yep. customers that's exactly right i mean the people that run your telephone sales they are the people talking to your customers never ignore them never ever leave them out because they're the ones that are going to say do you know what 
you might, you start this campaign, almost every single one of the customers I'm speaking to don't quite understand how much it costs. You think, oh, that's because our offer's too complicated or too difficult or, and you just don't think about it. And there's no point, don't leave anybody out. Just if people don't want to listen, they won't listen. You can't make people hear, but you can at least show them. The other thing that's vital, not vital, valuable to do is show them the effect of your marketing plans. Tell everyone, look, uh, we ran this um, LinkedIn ad last week and we got this response rate. This many people responded to it because then you start getting buy-in from people because they feel part of the project. They're now involved in everything. And you're and it just get, getting buy-in from everybody is kind of key. With, with my audience, who are mainly small businesses around the UK, certainly for, for, for the networking retreat, small businesses around the world, but, but primarily, primarily in the UK, you've talked a lot about team when we've talked about this afternoon. What about for the people for whom the team is starting with with them what what should they be doing at the moment if they don't have a huge marketing team to, to do all of this for them well they need to make sure okay they need to do two things they need to make sure they've got a marketing schedule that they've scheduled their activities and quite apart from the other if you're doing it on your own you need to know when you're going to do what rather than wake up on a Monday morning and think, oh, I haven't done anything for a bit. What shall I do tomorrow? It makes it calmer for you. If you've sat down for three hours and thought, okay, over the next two months, this is what my marketing activity is going to be. Some of it you can set up to work behind the scenes. So you can set up Hootsuite or Buffer to post things on LinkedIn and social networking sites for you. So you can not have to worry about that anymore. Sit there, set it up in advance. Um, so have a schedule. Make sure you know how to use your analytics so that you can see what's happening. You can register what's happening so it's not a surprise to you. Make sure you do that and make sure you actually make time to do it. However much you hate doing it, please do it every Monday morning and see what happened last week so that you know where you're standing. And um, please, please, please budget everything make sure you know what you're spending when and make a difference between I've budgeted to spend this and in the real world it cost me this to understand that variance because what you don't want to go is go, go over budget because everything's costing too much what you need to do is everything's costing more than you thought you need to rejuggle your marketing schedule and plan to make sure you don't go over budget so there are some basic things to make yourself just feel more comfortable that you know what's going to happen every day before you start that day i remember vividly speaking to a quite a small business actually in oxford it was a, a networking event in oxford 12 or 13 years ago and this person was about to do a leaflet drop and i remember the numbers because and, and whichever company had agreed to even print these or deliver these for him really should have talked to him he, he was about to do 127 thousand leaflets without any trial as to whether that would be successful without doing 127 leaflets in a couple of streets in oxford and seeing if he got any response he was throwing all of his budget at 127 thousand leaflets and i i haven't seen wow. him i haven't seen him for some time now um so what you say about you know measuring everything understanding the analytics understanding what you're getting back 
doing one suburb of Oxford if you're going to do leaflet drops and seeing how that works before you do the whole of the city, for example, yeah. um, doing one ad on Facebook and seeing how that works before you, you, you spend thousands of pounds on it. That's something that I know people often don't think through. And, and the, the, the thing which you've said, which I think is, is so incredibly important, so many small businesses don't spend any time working on their business because they're in their business all the time to, to the extent that when we talk about my networking when I talk about my social media so many people over the years have said to me when are you going to do any real work and and this is this is the stuff that generates the stuff yep. that pays the bills this isn't playing this this for me is doing this is is real work because this introduces me to people who may in the future be interested in my services. Um, That's exactly right. And you need to... Sorry, I'm sorry. Sir. No, go on, go ahead. I, you so need to recognise that it may feel that, you know, every minute you're writing a schedule and doing another spreadsheet of your analytics, you might think, oh, God, here I go again, this is something boring. Actually, that's what's keeping you going. That's what's making you feel confident and be able to walk into a networking event, perhaps, and start talking to somebody who says, oh, I'm going to sell you this piece of marketing. And so you'll be able to say to them, well, actually, I'm not sure I need that because I know that when I did that kind of thing before, my figures showed me that, that didn't actually benefit me. Could you offer me something else? Yeah. And all of a sudden you're operating in a better, more succinct manner. And if you get the marketing right to spin that round, you can get into the position that I've been in for the last 10 years or so that when you walk into a networking event, a few people in the room have heard of you already, um, which is, is, is what I wanted to always achieve when, when I was in a state agency in Oxfordshire, that when I walked into someone's house, they had at least some understanding of what my, my agency stood for. And, and these days, when I walk into a networking event, hopefully anywhere in, in, in the UK, some people have heard of me and know what I'm about because my marketing has got to them before I get to them. So so to spin that round, that that can be really useful as well. Um, so just before we just actually just before we finish, let's do this. I'm going to show people where they can find you. Um, so you. on the screen now we should be able to see your website um and I'll, I'll remember to pull us back on the screen in a second um so people can find you through your website which is sallygreen.org um which hopefully people can see at the top of the screen there um there's you on linkedin as well which i've bought up but the the thing which i forgot to bring on screen because it's a podcast it probably doesn't work on screen um you're a pretty prolific podcaster i didn't mean yes. that alliteration actually um oh well well done pretend you did <laughs> thank you i nearly tripped over it as well but yeah tell people about your podcast and where they can find it yeah i also run a podcast called marketing meanders with my friend sam Burkett, where we really do talk about everything marketing and we we meander through it so we chat to each other we both have our combined experiences 50 years in marketing so we've bumped into almost every problem seen change understand what a marketing department should look like what how marketing should operate and we meanderly chat our way through marketing issues so campaigns digital um, what a website should be like, all of these things. And we invite guest speakers on. In fact, um, 
Stefan came and did a guest speak with us about networking and how important it was. And, and you can find us on all your um, podcast forms. Um, it's called it's Meander, Marketing Meanders. You can find us on Google, Spotify, uh, uh, Acast, everywhere you want to find out your um, podcasts, you'll find us. I will put a link to it in the comments, um, where in the description, wherever anyone finds this video or this podcast, because this will go out as a podcast as well. Um, just before we go, one tip out of everything that you've said, one tip, if I were to, to take a clip out of this video, what one hint or tip would you want to throw at the the army of small businesses that, that are out there at the moment as we as we head towards some sort of normality again? Build a marketing strategy that gives you a solid foundation for all the marketing tactics that you're going to do this year. That was succinct. Thank you very much. <laughs> Almost caught me off guard when, when, when you finished sorry. that. Um, no, don't be sorry at all. That was brilliant. Um, Sally Green, I will pop all of your contact details so that people can connect with you on LinkedIn so that they can find thank the Marketing you. Meanders podcast. I'll put all of that in the description. Um, thank you ever so much for spending some time with me this afternoon. No, that was great fun. Thank you very much, Stefan. That was the Networking Retreat audio show. Thanks for listening. If you loved what we had to say and you'd like to hear more, then please subscribe. If you know of anyone else you feel would benefit from this podcast, then please share it with them. We'll see you next time.